You know, Keith read out something in the service, I think from John, wasn't it? The, the passage from John. And um, often Keith comes up to me after the, the service and he'll be waving his Bible notes at me saying, do you know that I'm reading whatever you just preached on, da 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 it's in my Bible notes this week and I wonder whether I should just not bother preparing and just read Keith's Bible notes. Um, but actually, he's, he's one step ahead today because I really feel that what um, Keith was sharing about asking the Father um, is, is really what I'm talking about today. So I just want to affirm you, Keith, again, just again, uh, that you heard from the Spirit there. And um, whether that was in your Bible notes or not, I don't know. But uh, it, either way, it was, I feel that's um, in line with what God's leading us today. Um, I'm just going to start by saying, you know, um, we've been very privileged as, a, as Louise and I just um, over the years to uh, been able to to be a part of part of other families in, in the sense that they invite us in to either have go to a party or be part of their family gatherings. In fact, just after today, we're going over to see our friends, the Yegnazars, who I've spoken about many times before. And re- every time you go to their house, you feel you're part of the family, you know, that you don't go as a visitor, you go as part of the family. And, um, and it's a great fact. Their family just has a, a real richness of faith. And every time I go there, no matter what we do, we end up talking about Jesus in some way with some, I, some member of the family I don't really know. Oftentimes and we get talking about faith and it's very inspiring and encouraging. And, um, and it's good to be in that kind of environment. I hope everyone has experiences of that where you, you get that sort of sense that, oh, I'm in a, this is a different thing when I'm in, in this house. I'm in, in, uh, in the presence of God in, in a group of people. And it can, and hopefully, and people do say that when they come to our church, it feels like family, it feels like people are together and we're with God and, and that's good. Um, so that's my backdrop to this really. So, but I'm just, um, let's, let's read this pretty quite famous passage here from Matthew chapter 6 where Jesus teaches about prayer and I'll tie it, hopefully tie it in with that, that family thing in a minute. Let me read from verse 5, chapter 6, verse 5. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogue, synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their full reward. But when you pray, go into your room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard by their many words. Do not be like them, for your father knows what you need before you ask him. This then is how you should pray. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. So Jesus is teaching us how to pray. Good question to ask. How do we pray to to Jesus? And he teaches us, Jesus teaches us to pray like he prays. Jesus prays? Yeah, he does. If you read... In fact, I've, I've experienced this over the last few weeks. I've gone to pray and then somebody's knocked on my door or I've been confronted with somebody's... Just, um, I've met somebody. And, and oftentimes when you see Jesus go to pray, he goes to a quiet place to pray and then a crowd follows him. And I've kind of felt like that this week in my prayer life. But he prays and he teaches us to pray 
How does he teach us to pray? He starts off by saying, Father. Dad. In fact, if any of us are dads, you know what that sounds like. In fact, it often sounds like this. Dad. <laughs> There's never, it's never just dad, is it? There's always a little inflection to it. Dad, can you get the... Uh, can you get the cornflakes down? Or, Dad, can you open this bottle or something? Or, Dad, can you fix this thing I've broken? Or, yeah? And, and so Jesus um, teaches us to pray like he prays. And he prays to his Father, which is um, Dad. Dad. And so really Jesus, in teaching us to pray like that, is inviting us in to a family conversation. Because in this room, really, there's only one person now who says dad, which is Ella, you don't call me dad. So if, <laughs> okay, but only, only Ella calls me dad. And if I say to you, actually you can all call me dad, what I'm actually saying, I'm inviting you into our family. Yeah, does that make sense? So Jesus teaches us to pray the way he prays, and he prays as a son speaks to his father. Dad. And the father speaks to his son as a father speaks to his son. And so Christian prayer is this invitation into the communication of the eternal family, which is the Trinity. I didn't say I was talking about the Trinity today. I mentioned that. Yeah, the Trinity. Christian prayer is entering into that eternal conversation between father and son and Holy Spirit. So there's a big opening statement. Okay, so... We're talking about Trinity today, in prayer in the Trinity. And just a quick recap of, of the Trinity and who God is as the Trinity. God, the Father, has always been God the Father. Okay, And this is something to, for us to always remember, that God the Father didn't become the Father when Jesus came to the earth. And oh, well, let's now think of things to call each other. But the Father, God, has always been Father. And Jesus the Son has always been God the Son. So before anything was anything, there was this happy family called the Trinity, and the Holy Spirit. Let me not forget the Holy Spirit. Okay? And the Father has always called the Son, Son, and the Son always called the Father, Father. And that's how communication between the Godhead has always happened from before the beginning of time. Father to Son, Son to Father. They speak. And it's interesting just to... Just to think on this, because actually they didn't have some telepathic connection. You know, they weren't wired in with some Ethernet cable or Wi-Fi connection where, you know, they can just read each other's mind. They spoke to one another. They didn't sit next to each other, sort of sending texts. You know, sometimes, sometimes if we're lazy in our house, I don't know if anyone does this, you know, if it's dinner time, I'll send the kids a text. Or, you know, or Louise will send me a text, can you come down? You know. The Trinity, the Godhead, did, did not, does not do this. The, the Father does not just write the Son a to-do list and say, okay, get on with it, Son, and then just leave him with the list stamp pinned up on the fridge. We've tried that, that doesn't work either. Um, but they speak to one another, they communicate and have communion with another. And if you read through the Gospels, you see that that continues um, and, and the Father affirms the Son. What does the Father say at Jesus' baptism? This is, this is my Son, with whom I'm well pleased, who I love. Yeah, there's that, that affirmation. The Son prays and speaks to the Father. Like I said, Jesus was often trying to find a bit of time and space just to go and spend time with his Father, speaking to the Father. 
And so Jesus teaches us how to pray like he prays. And he starts and he says, if you want to learn how to pray, pray Father. Just like we would ask our dad, dad, dad. And just as an aside, let me say as a dad, and I'm sure other fathers would say, there's really nothing that brings greater joy to a father to hear their child say dad. To be be known as dad is is a really um, powerful thing. You know, because you realise there's an identity. And like I've said, none of else, nobody else calls me dad except my child. And and that's a that's a, it brings great fulfilment to me to hear those that very short word, very short name. So Jesus teaches us to bless our Father by saying, "Pray, Father." And interesting, he he doesn't say when you pray, pray to my Father. Does he? He says. When you pray, pray, our Father. That, that's two very short words which are huge if you stop and think what that means in, in the light of the Trinity. Because when Jesus says, pray, our Father, not my Father, but our Father, he's saying, he's welcoming us into relationship that has existed from before the beginning of time between Father and Son in the Trinity. That's pretty big. Our Father. What that means is Jesus is saying, when you pray with me and through me, we're relating to God as sons of God, just as I am the Son of God. And I'm bringing you into relationship, into the relationship of the Trinity. I'm bringing you into this family. I'm bringing you into the best family there is, which is the Trinity. And sometimes we think, oh yeah, yeah, we're all children of God. And, and then we think, well, I'm going to define what that means. I, I'll define what it means to be a child of God. And, and, and maybe people sit down and think, oh yeah, everybody who's a, created is a child of God. And, da, 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 and we can think of it that way. But actually, God has designed, d- defined it before we've defined it. Because in the beginning, before the beginning, was the Trinity. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. There's the family. There's a relationship. We, remember we said the first time we looked at the Trinity, in the beginning was the relationship. And, and it's been already defined, this relationship, father and son. And so through Jesus, we are adopted as sons into this family. So that we can pray and say, our father. Our father, but me and Jesus, our father too. And that makes Christian prayer unique. Through the Son, we've become sons of God. We can pray and be in communication and be in communion with God as Father, as Dad. Just as Jesus prays, just as he speaks to his Father, we can speak to our Father. And so what that means, and Jesus kind of pulls this out a little bit, is that it means that our prayer, and I want to just encourage you in this, our prayer is not a way of earning God's favour. Okay? How many people feel a little bit bad that they haven't prayed enough from time to time? Does anyone feel like that? You know, you kind of go through those sort of seasons. Well, I haven't really prayed at all this week. God, I don't know if God even remembers who I am because I haven't, you know, he's probably thinking, what happened to Richard? Where's he been? You know, um, has he disappeared from the family? Uh, but if you think about who we are in Christ, 
Prayer is not a way of earning God's favour because if we are children of God, we're children of God. If Ella doesn't talk to me for the whole week for whatever reason, she doesn't stop being my daughter. Even if she's in a mood with me or I'm in a mood with her, <laughs> she's still my daughter. Okay? And the moment she starts speaking to me, it just carries on, doesn't it? Life carries on, as, and, and it's, we're always the children of the Father here. We're always children of our Father. And so you can't make the Father love you any more than he already does by praying more. And you're thinking, great, that means I don't have to pray. You know, now, this is not what I'm talking about, but what I'm saying is that, that our lack of prayer sometimes does not uh, mean that we are less loved by God. And the, 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 the Father already loves you as he loves the Son through the Son. So it's not a means of trying to get God's attention. Um, you know, as if we were going to... Now, children can do this, you know, but it says don't go on babbling on these long babbling prayers, you know, as if that's going to get God's attention, you know. The longer we pray, the more likely God is to hear us and be impressed with us. Do we ever feel that as well? It's like, I don't know about you, but when I was particularly... As Elizabeth says, just left university, I was very zealous for God. And not that I'm not zealous now, but zealous maybe in a different way. And I'm thinking, right, I'd set the watch. It's like, I'm going to pray for an hour, you know, as if like, this is the means of spiritual, you know, I can, I can do this. Or, and, and it's like, well, sometimes as dad, I don't necessarily want to listen to my child saying the same thing over and over again for an hour, you know. But actually, as a dad, I just know that if my child says the thing once, going to listen, going to love them, I'm going to hear it, and we'll move on. I think it's just important to remember that God is not a father like I'm a father, because I can be quite distracted, and maybe the children need to say things over and over to me, because I've actually got my mind on where I'm going to ride my bike to next, or some bit of music, and I'm not always paying attention. That's earthly fathers, but our heavenly father, he knows, and he's with us, and he hears us. So Jesus says, know and, ex- and, and appreciate that. The Father loves you and he hears you. You don't have to babble on forever and ever for him to get his attention. In fact, the longer we, we go on, he probably just hears, have you seen, I've got a t-shirt, I don't know if you've seen this thing. Uh, your lips keep moving, but all I hear is blah, blah, blah. You know, have you seen that? I don't know if it's a quote from a TV program or something, but I think sometimes when we pray over and 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 over as if that's going to make us spiritual, but God's just hearing blah, 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 blah. He heard it the first time. So we don't need to pray like that. And we shouldn't pray like that. We are the children of the Father. And we don't need to earn his favour. It's already there. He has already given us by his grace his favour. So you don't have to do a lot of talking. You don't have to do a lot of babbling. And we similarly don't have to prove our worth to other people because in, in Jesus' time there was, and, and probably still today, people proved their spirituality by the prayers they could pray, the eloquence that they could pray. As if their, their relationship with God, with God is proved by how long and how well they could pray in front of others. But we have a heavenly loving Father. And it's, it's, that's just that. You don't have to prove it with a piece of paper or a long eloquent prayer we are children of God I don't need to prove that to you you're a child of God you don't need to prove that to me full stop so we can pray very simple prayers in basic language in fact 
again, as a father and, 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 and a child, some of the most profound things are just the simple things. Simple, short things. And, and the thing is, with our Heavenly Father, it says here, He already knows what we're going to ask before we even ask it. Oftentimes, I know that with my children. When it comes to a certain time of day, or, you know, the end of a meal, they might say, Dad, can we... And, and you already know, but our Heavenly Father knows everything before we, we even ask. And so I would encourage you, my brothers and sisters, the family of God here, to pray as Jesus taught us, our Father. You're the children of God through the Son of God. And we're invited to pray our Father. That's an invitation to join the communication of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. To speak um, with Father God as the Son speaks with Father God. Assured of the Father's love. Assured of the Father's generosity. Assured of the Father's understanding. He knows. And so it's a powerful thing to pray our Father. Because it means when we pray um, our Father... We pray together, even if we're on our, um, on our own. So when you, the next time you pray the Lord's Prayer on your own, you know now that you pray together. Because probably every second around the world, somebody is praying that prayer, our Father. And we join with them. And, and even, even more so, when we gather together, like we did this morning, when we, had, we gather together and we say the Lord's Prayer together and we pray the Lord's Prayer together, we are, we are together, aren't we, as brothers and sisters in the family of God. And it's a good thing. It's a good thing that we're all sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. I was listening to a song uh, on, uh, on, our, on our sort of music system this week and it was um, this gospel song and it, it's, it was going along by saying... The whole essence of the song was like, you can't rely on your grandma's prayers forever. Eventually you've got to make your own, you've got to pray your own prayers. And, and the essence, and she, in, she, in the chorus she says, in the kingdom of God there are no grandchildren of God. Just sons and daughters. There are no grandchildren in the kingdom of God. You know, it doesn't matter your age. We're either all sons and daughters or we're not. There's no distant cousins there's no, you know, long-lost relatives. Or, but we're all sons and daughters. Just children of God, adopted through Jesus. So if you're a Christian, we need to leave behind this idea that there are some special Christians and some just average, not-so-special Christians. You know, some really chosen children and some, you know, his fav- God's favourites. And then some second-class children, or the runts of the litter. And I think some of us believe that um, we're Christians, but we don't really want to accept that we're full-blown children of God. But I just want to remind you of this line. I think it's true. I agree with this this gospel song. There are no grandchildren in in the kingdom of God. There are no even any second-born children, you know, like... The ones that maybe mum and dad forgot about, or a bit of a mistake, or whatever. No, we're all like firstborn children. All, no, no grandchildren, no nephews, nothing like that. We are all sons of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And so that means we can all pray our Father. And that means that when, as Keith was saying today, and it's just so powerful that he brought that verse, that when we pray to our Father, Each one of us, we can ask 
and he hears us. And it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian as long as Keith has, or you've been a Christian for two days. He sees a son, and he sees a son. He sees a daughter, he sees a daughter. No grandchildren, no distant cousins. And so we are the family of God. We are united as God's people as we pray our Father. But I think it gets even better than that because we're, we're not just family like this. Because this is good, right? I hope you agree that our church is good and family is good. Family of God is good. But we're united as the church, but we're also united with Jesus. Because he doesn't say to you, you can pray to your Father. He says, our Father. We can say our Father. That means he is our Father. That means we have sonship with Christ, in Christ. That means we can speak and we're invited into the family of the Trinity. He is our Father. We can step into the home of God, into the presence of God, into the local church, yes, into the the global church, yes, but also into God himself when we pray and we become sons with the Son We are praying just as Jesus prays to the Father. So if you doubt who you are in Christ, just stop and think just about that, the Lord's Prayer. What does that mean? That means that I have real relationship with God. We can pray to the Father just as the Son prays. And that really should awaken our hearts to all kinds of potential excitement. So that when Keith reads his verse there and he says, you know, you can ask whatever to the Father and he will in my name and he'll give it to you well if I'm honest you know if I Emma's not here but Emma's Keith's daughter and and Keith's a pretty generous guy so I I might be alright here but if he was just a complete stranger I might kind of say well look I know Emma and I'm going to ask you can I borrow your car Keith would kind of think well I'd probably lend it to my daughter but I'm not quite sure I'd lend it to if I was a stranger would you lend it to me does that make sense But if I'm adopted into their family, I'm on the same level as Emma, then I can ask Keith, can I borrow the car? And I'd expect him to kind of go, yeah, well, you're in the family. Why would you not borrow the car? Does that make sense? And I think sometimes we pray thinking we're a bit like we're still a bit outside the family. And we can't ask Dad for whatever. But if we realise that we can pray to our Father, we pray as Jesus prays, we can ask Father for all kinds of things and know that Father hears. And so I want to finish by putting this into practice. A few weeks ago, we, we put some things up here. Some of you weren't here, but um, we, we wrote down some things where we, we were going to believe that God could do this in this church. That, that this is going to be a... In fact, well, I use the phrase son of God church. Not a son of, we're not a son of a carpenter church, we're a son of God church. So what could God do in this church? And I want us to um, put this into practice and, and ask for, for Father for some of these things. Because I think there's one thing to believe that God can do that and then park it on a shelf and just think, well, I'm just going to leave that now. But there's another thing to say, okay, I'm going to ask for that. Yeah, there would be one thing for me to say. Yeah, I know my dad could buy me a car if he wanted to. Using a, a local example for myself, but then there's another thing where you have where you go to dad and say, "Dad, could you buy me a car?" 
And do, do you see, in doing so, we get involved in what the Father's doing. And so I'd like us to, to take these things that we, that, we, um, that we wrote down a few weeks ago and actually start to ask the Father for them. Even do that now. Um, I've, I've grouped them together in little clumps because they kind of had themes running through them. But I'd like us just to take a moment and really pray, not pray, oh, well, God, maybe you might want to do this but actually know that the Father loves us. And do you think he wants to grow this church? Some people do. So let's ask Father for that. Because if Father wants to give good gifts to his children, then that's, that's not an unreasonable thing. There's, some people said, oh, we'd love to see some more baptisms here. If that was you, maybe, maybe even just move and just come and pray, Father, let's get this open again. Yeah? Uh, what else did some people pray or ask for? Us? Um, oh, yeah, for, for more uh, words of prophecy and wisdom. How many people have prayed that this week? And, and, and I think that here's the thing I've prayed it from time to time, but then I start to doubt, oh, I don't think he's going to bother with me because I'm just me. And I start to, in my head, wrongly think, oh, I'm just a kind of like a bit of a run of the litter. Just. Just a pastor in a small church in a small town, probably not going to do that. Mm-mm. Need to repent of that. I'm a son of God. He can speak. He can speak to me. He will speak to me. So let's pray, Father. Pour out your your voice, your words to us. So I'd like us to finish by doing that. Can we do that? You may want to do that in groups. You may want to do that on your own. Let's um. Who, who, if you were here the, the other week, you might want to come and find a bit of paper and, and, uh, and, and pray it. But who would like to see more baptisms here in this church? Yeah, okay. Well, why don't you just come and gather around the baptistry and why don't we just pray to Father here? Who would like to hear more words of wisdom and, and prophecy uh, in the church? Yeah, and maybe the same people. <laughs> why don't you gather around this, this, this end here where Keith is here? He put his hand up first so you can gather around to him. Um, who would like to see. Who desires to see more people come and, and grow in this church? Okay, yeah, okay, great. Brian, you can hand up too. Why don't you go and ask Father those things? So go, let's just find just, and we'll take two minutes. Now the thing is, you don't need to be long prayers. In fact, I, I'm going to challenge you now, no more than three sentences. We don't want to be babbling on. Let's just hear, let's bring out our prayers to Father and say, Father, can you do this? Can you do this for us? And then we'll close. All right.